What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news, the most controversial topics with a touch of what, Terrence? H U M O U R Humor. I thought you were saying A U. Can you pronounce your H or not properly? How you pronounce your H? H, right? I said H. No, I heard an A. I didn't hear the H. Well, are you using Apple AirPods or, or what? No, 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 no. Uh, no, no, just the wired uh, Apple oh. headset. La. Oh, so, no, no cut in connectivity or something. Yeah. So, but, but I my many very old already. La. No, la, old eh, eh, don't, already. Shit on my, don't shit on my tech, okay? No, no, Apple stuff, tech. Apple stuff is meant to... Apple stuff breaks down after like one or two years. Huh? It's always like that. After, no, after eh. Apple care. Yeah. Dude, my, my MacBook, I, like the one we have for the office, we're using how long? My phone I've been using for like two years. You must take care. You must show them love. Oh, you show them see. love, they will love you back. <laughs> if you don't, don't show me, them don't love... Don't get me started how, how, how much love you show. <laughs> you show all the stuff. Uh. If hey, love, if I show them a fuckload of love. I show them a fuckload of love, okay? I don't know how many times I had to bring a laptop to, to the Apple store after I let, it, after hey, I, I let you hey. use it. So don't give me the shit. Uh. Don't give me the shit. I remember uh, the one thing that last time when there was somewhat stained, you said, hey, you eat curry when you're using laptops. Eh? I'll never forget that. It's, a, it's an innocent question, but it's been misconstrued as... Again, <laughs> like like in the vein of like Netflix and Dave Chappelle, as a misconstrued. It's cut me, you know. Yeah, it's cut me, you know. Now, now I don't bring curry anywhere near my my laptop, <laughs> like uh, five meters away. Misconstrued. It turned out. It turned out it was a it was an Apple issue. Like they literally ah. had a coating a coating <laughs> on the screens that was responding very badly to the oil from people's fingers. Uh. Yeah, yeah la, exactly. Not from curry, right? Yeah, la, yeah, la, yeah. La. Just pointing, just pointing. Just, it was an innocent question that has misconstrued as uh, racist by by yeah, people la. wearing racial lenses. I, but anyway, innocent, innocent to you. Yes, yes. yes anyway, enough. anyway. Uh, yeah. yeah. Today is a is a it's a it's sort of middle of the week. Uh, mm. But um, we, I mean, what's the one thing that you always we always want to remind people the good old thing that we always tell people at the start of every podcast. That if this podcast or any episode in the past or even this current episode or, uh, has made you laugh, made you smile, made you think, made you feel a little something deep inside, it'd be great if you could, you know, just share the link with, with one person who yeah. may never have heard of us. Because yeah. this is episode number 225. There's probably going to be hundreds more episodes in the future. We're not going to stop. Um, yeah. So yeah, help us grow the podcast, man. Yeah. And speaking of making you think, today's topic... Mm. It's going to make you think because we're going to talk about the NOC saga episode 5. Yes! <laughs> no, no, we're kidding, we're kidding, we're kidding. We're not, we're not. Yeah, we're not fuck we're no, not. man. No, we're not. No yeah. more, no more NOC for now. Yeah. No for more, no more. Yeah, that, yeah. that was a bit much. Yeah, uh, we so, did consider it, but we're like, nope, 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 yeah, no, no, no. There are bigger things to talk about. Bigger, bigger fish to fry. So what is the exciting topic we're covering today? The exciting topic is that um, on Wednesday, October 27th, the Ministry of National Development, or MND as we will refer to it going forward, and HDB announced that there's a new housing model uh, that is going to be launched for HDB flats in prime locations. It's called the PLH. Mm. Um, and it stands for Prime Location Public Housing. Mm. So it is still BTO, uh, which is the build to order, um, but an additional layer on top of that. La. And this mm. arose from like, I think a two year long 
consultation, um, oh, a, a year-long consultation uh, cons- uh, involving about 7,500 people uh, mm. that all was about the the big the big theme of how to keep HDB prices affordable, especially for HDBs in the prime area. Mm. But isn't that, um, just before jumping in, but isn't that uh, kind of counterintuitive? Like if you want affordable HDB, why would you then you know want to build HDB in a prime location? Um, I think okay. So from what I'll give the the policy take on it uh, versus my own take on it. Um, mm. I think it is just to prevent um the concentration of like um wealth in certain areas in Singapore lah. Mm. Um, because if the prices go up, and I'm speaking from the experience of uh having bought my own HDB resale at the end of last year, I moved into it April this year, and I went through the whole process of trying to get a resale flat lah, mm. and some of the prices, right, especially, you know, over the past year and a half when the BTO flats, uh, the construction has been pushed back like couples or people having to wait like four years and now are going to wait like six years, seven mm. years. Mm. It drove up the resale prices like crazy like, because resale you can buy and move in almost immediately, right? Mm, mm, and mm. even in the first half of 2021, right, mm. guess how many HDB resale flats sold for over a million? Uh, 20? 106. Which oh, is shit. a fourfold increase uh, compared to what it was the previous year, la. And I think, you know, a, a few years ago when a HDB sold for a million, everyone was like, "What the fuck? How is that possible?" But now it's getting more and more common, la. And yeah. there've been a lot of talk about how the income appreciation across the board is a lot slower than the the rate at which HDB resale prices are increasing, la. So that mm. kickstarted the debate over the past one, two years, and this was a new onslaught of policies that have been announced. La. Yeah, and I think um, one of the, uh, the the quotes that was given alongside the announcement was that uh, they, this is by Mr. Uh, Desmond Lee, Lee. La, Desmond Lee, National yeah. Development Minister. He said, we recognize we are acting against very powerful social and economic forces there's drive stratification and segregation in every society, especially in successful cities. So he said that this model is necessary to achieve equitable outcomes. So what, mm. I, what I'm gathering here is that they're saying that um, uh, basically, you know, uh, inequality is, is reaching a tipping point in, in a lot of cities, Singapore included. Uh, tipping point meaning that, uh, you know, that there's just... You know, you 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 can literally be seeing a homeless guy on the street sleeping beneath this giant skyscraper in CBD, where people are, uh, you know, eating at uh, Michelin star restaurants downstairs and stuff mm. like that, lah, Right? Mm. Uh, and that kind of that kind of uh, inequality, uh, you know, is is, I mean, it's not ideal, lah. It shows a lot of imbalance in society. It breeds a lot yeah. of resentment between even neighbors, um, and so maybe. Just just putting public housing in prime locations reminds everyone that uh you know we're we're all in it together lah. It's not like oh mm. if I stay in Marina Bay it means I'm completely different from someone else who stays uh you know in 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 uh, Bishan or or anywhere else like that lah. Uh, but yeah. I mean even Bishan also has million dollar million dollar HDBs because of the location near schools and stuff lah. So yeah, crazy, la, yeah. Generally, like I, I think this is actually a a very good move, la. Um, and I think mm. in terms of the four G ministers, Desmond Lee is has has upped his game in my book, la. Um, yes. Because I think I think the fact that that 
Okay, so the the stuff I know some people have said that oh, but if you push the minimum occupancy period from five years to ten years, which is essentially the time of uh the time that has to pass before you can sell your flat on the market, mm. isn't that just going to make it more scarce, which is going to drive up prices uh, higher? But maybe to to set the context is to talk about the changes lah in general, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so so first of all, like yeah, the the public uh, premium uh locations i think all started off from this uh, an announcement that the southern waterfront area of singapore which stretches from gardens by the bay east to pasir panjang is going to mm. be turned from whatever it is now to uh, a lot of housing like i think it's twice the size of pongol about 9000 houses are going to be built there and there was all this talk like oh shit um when this was announced in i think 20 2019 that is this just going to be a bunch of condos and like uh private properties la. and mm. there was emphasis that no it will also have um, units that will be accessible to the public in the form of HDB la. Mm. Um, and then I think that kick started the discussion but how are you is it going to be more pinnacles at Duxton where people can buy a flat for like 300,000 seven years later sell it for like 800,000 900,000 which is beyond the reach of a lot of people who are looking for resale flats um, mm. so so this one was targeting that area as well as other premium areas Mm. Uh, the types of flats they're not going to have like five room they mm. are going to keep it to three room and four room as well as 42 room rental flats for and yeah. this is for the for the upcoming roadshow project sorry yeah, uh, the yeah, first yeah. project under this model is going to be the upcoming roadshow project um and uh, uh it, it's not going to have the the bigger units just to keep the cost lower as well there's going to be more subsidies um that uh anyone buying a hdb can get and even myself when i got last year i got a a few subsidies mm. um which when i resell uh, on the market if i do choose to sell my flat i will not have to pay anything back to hdb mm. but in this case to kind of make it more accessible to uh first time buyers of the bto flat which might be more expensive than other bto flats there'll be more subsidies but the difference here is that when they sell it they will need to pay back a bit of the money they get from that sale to HDB to offset the increased subsidies at the start lah. Yeah, and they haven't announced what that the amount is yet, lah, right? It's it's still Yeah. They only they only announce it next month, lah. yeah. Yeah, but but the the thing is there's uh what you might call it a capital gains like this is the first version of like a capital gains tax I think that has ever been seen in Singapore. Lah. Um mm. which was highlighted by I think an an academic lecturer who was commenting on the case um which sounds sounds quite interesting. Um then the eligibility of buyers they will still cap it to people who have a combined income of 14000 or less la mm-hmm. um because i think if you look at the pinnacle or 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 other resale properties i think there is a cap uh, as well but this one it kind of protects against like the issues of scarcity let's say there are less of these flats on the market you're still going to be able to only sell it to um families or households that have a combined income of 14,000 or less lah. Yep, yep. Um but certain restrictions that will apply to this as opposed to other BTO flats is that is not going to include singles even if mm. you're 35. Yeah. That's going to be a big sticking point. Right? Yeah, it is a big sticky, sticking points and priority schemes like the married child priority scheme uh they like which i think prior gives like 30% or allocation of any bto flats to people who want to live with their kids or live with their parents that's not going to be in place so it's mm. going to be a more level playing field and yeah like you can only sell it after 10 years but you cannot rent the whole place 
Mm. Rent out the whole place, like. You can't rent. Yeah, out you the cannot. Place. After ten years, yeah, you yeah. cannot. You cannot rent out the whole place. You can rent rooms, like, which is totally different from all resale flats, like. Yeah. So, what do you think of the length of uh, the minimum occupation period of ten years? Uh? You think that's a is a strong enough deterrence? I think it's a step in the right direction, uh. Mm. Uh, because even for me, when I had to make the decision, part of me was like, okay, in five years, there's there's going to be options to okay, uh, move or rent or and it it kind of factored into the decision, mm. Mm. Um, and and uh, I think the ten year thing it does feel like a deterrent for people who are looking to buy and then after five years flip because yeah, if I think. Across the board, if I I think even for the areas like uh, Pongol, Sengkang, which were the the more recent BTO flats that reached the MOP, I think last year, mm. I know personally people who bought it for like three hundred k, four hundred k, and they sold it at six hundred k la. So mm. that's a fifty percent profit la. Yeah, yeah. In five years, which which is insane. Yeah, and five years actually is a is not a long it's not a long time la, Really, mm. a, a lot of times I think when you move into a new house and and by the time you're really comfortable and settled in and, and, and anything, it's probably like two or three years in already, like, you know, with where you're you're used to the where you're used to the space, you're used to your neighbors, you're used to the environment and everything. And then mm. you stay there for another two years, then you fuck off. Uh, if if the MOP was five years la. But ten years mm. I think is a good number. You know why? Because like you know how like, even finance professionals in, in venture capital or or any general kind of uh, investing, la, right? The returns mm. they always look for are usually around five to seven years, like Nothing more than that, Because mm. like nobody dares to project ten years in the future. That just feels like really far away, like, Right. So, mm-hmm. so to I think it's a bit of a mental leap when you have to project ten years into the future, like where you'll be and things like that, law. Whether you want to stay somewhere for ten years, so so yeah. that's that's where I feel like okay, this is this number. Although it's yeah, it, it's. I people can say hey, why so arbitrary? Then shouldn't it be more? Or what? But I feel like at least it crossed that mental leap, uh, for you know for, for finance professionals like that. someone for, like me who who used to work in finance and used to think nothing longer than five to seven years like, You know. Mm. But mm. then, like you know, just now you said the sticking point of the singles, right? Mm. Like uh, I guess the one thing that I saw was that people who maybe can't get married legally in Singapore are excluded. Yep, 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 correct. Right, so there has been some talk about how, hey, but singles also, why why are they always like last on the totem pole in Singapore? La? But what yeah. do you think about about that? Uh? I mean, uh, I think there's, uh, overall, it's just a, a larger issue, la, right? It's not just about the, about this uh, PLH itself. Um, mm. Generally, singles and 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 you know even single moms, uh, the, the LGBTQ plus community, everything have it a lot of, lot worse when it comes to applying for public housing uh, because of this firm belief in the family nucleus in Singapore and all that uh. So so even just childless couples as well, they have much greater priority uh, for these places mm. and they can apply for these places uh, right. Uh, mm. So I mean it's it's. It's part of a. I, I think it's part of a larger conversation, uh, in mm. terms of like why, why again are there, why are there even more, uh, why is there an even bigger gap between, uh, the so-called family nucleus and the, and the singles, uh, above thirty-five again lah, you know, because mm. like you say lah, I mean at the end of the day they're all we're all Singaporeans also, so why is it that they are so so blatantly excluded from this from this from this I mean. 
admirable scheme, lah, right? To 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 sort of reduce the the social inequality in in Singapore. Mm. Yeah, but but I mean, but, I, I feel it's a very big discussion that that that, that can't be covered in like uh, just just on this topic alone, lah. Yeah, that's why I mean when I saw that 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 sort of feedback, I I agree that it is a bigger issue. But to me, why I'm quite happy about this is because it feels like it is an issue that uh, that resale prices are going up, that yeah. it's getting more expensive to to get these flats. And after consultation, there are measures that have been announced. Um, and I was quite quite surprised that it was to this extent, lah. Of course, there's a lot of unknowns about what the subsidies will be, um, what the process of the the Rocho uh, development would would take and feel like. But I think there there's a lot of positives from this, lah. You think it's anything uh, what, to do with uh, the fact that the same week is it's been announced the same week that we also uh, announced that Bloomberg delegates will be getting will be getting special treatment when they come here in November. And then Ho Ching on the other hand is like telling everyone, oh, this might, these these restrictions might go on for the next three to six months, uh, until twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, that's a <laughs> that's a that's a good point, uh. Yeah, because it because doesn't seem like they have all the ducks lined up yet for this for this uh, HDB announcement because they don't know what the percentage of the resale price they're gonna claw back is or what and things like that. But they still made their quickly made the announcement, uh. Why mm. do you think so? Uh? Oh yeah, that's a fucking true point, man. Yeah. Because I honestly, my sentiments towards the the government has has turned a bit more positive. Like I'm not gonna deny it, man. <laughs> yeah, just from this announcement. Oh right. shit! <laughs> Suddenly you forget, huh? Bloomberg, Bloomberg, what? 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 what, what Bloomberg? What? Ah, Bloomberg, fine lah. <laughs> Five people, they need to settle important shit. That's fine. Yeah, no, yeah, I mean yeah. my sentiments on that have haven't changed lah. But I will say that I was really, I was like, oh shit, you know, I want to give them credit where credit is due. Desmond, you my man. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe this was. This is Desmond's like, uh, you know, when you play Uno, then you got the the everyone's adding on plus two, plus two, plus two, thing, plus four, you know. Like, yeah, correct, correct, correct. This is his plus no. four card, uh, Cause all the all the MMTF, everyone in there has been like, has been everyone's been cursing. Then suddenly Desmond Lee icing on the cake, plus four. <laughs> because he was he was part of the the four G candidates, right? Uh, I think I thought he dropped off already, lah. But but he dropped but, off. Now he fucking uh, went to train. You know, this is like when uh, in the scenes when. When like they're getting up for a big fight, when the the Batman has to train and yeah, and, yeah. and 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 like get better and build equipment, maybe he was doing that. Then Chan Chun Singh is still making his move, uh, or deciding his move from the side. And Lawrence Wong and Ong Ye Kong are the front front pack who are like just who are getting fucking tired from the race, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This could be the Trump card lah that he pulled. Uh, I say plus four, but actually it's plus five, plus five years. Whoa. Yeah, plus then, five years. Yeah. Then this one is everyone's like, yeah, Singapore, regardless of race, language, or religion. Again, yeah. yeah, but I think I think the the one thing that you pointed out the timing of this is also interesting because you know like when you said that um the Desmond said something about social uh social forces and all uh, and I mentioned that okay it it kind of I think it's meant to prevent enclaves of like wealthier people forming in Singapore right mm. it, I think yesterday there was an article oh no sorry in in, in June that came out Yahoo so it's a fucking I just saw people sharing it recently but it came out in June it's basically an article about how much you need to earn to be rich in 23 major countries around the world and they had a number that you had to earn to be in the top 1% so for Australia for I mean they go uh, a mix of 
first world and third uh, and and countries as well as developing countries so generally australia is like a 220k pre-tax income annual mm. to be in the top 1% bangladesh is 42000 brazil is 150000 canada 268 but mm. the anomalies is uae which is 6689 i believe yep, which yep. i mean uae it's not your normal city then um because of all the yeah it feels like it works very differently differently there but a mm. close second right Mm. is Singapore with 627,000. Wow. To wow. be in the to be in the top 1% like and I and I wanted to bring this up because I think the podcast that we had with Alex Yao our writer director for the Chinese web series mm. he pointed out something about working in China which I have never forgotten like and he said the thing about bigger countries right is that if you have a city where cost of living is high mm. you can still live on the city outskirts you come mm. to city for work and then you go back to your your city outskirts where cost of living is lower lah in a small yeah. country like singapore you cannot do that because then yeah. the marina bay area will be like the man, like new york lah yeah yeah exactly right. manhattan and yeah yeah and and everything else feels a little uh yeah what well, what you might call it like uh it's 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 a if frames it very differently lah that if you have everything concentrated in certain parts of singapore and everything else is spread out then the whole social uh, wealth inequality becomes even more apparent lah yeah yeah and and, and you know i mean uh i think it's i think it's uh, interesting that we that that this this uh, has even come forward that they've made such a big adjustment to this because honestly i mean if you just look at a, a minister's kpi lah right uh this does not affect their their pay you know basically you know hmm. like working working on how the middle class affords public housing It's not something that directly affects their their pay as a KPI lah, you know, because because at the end of the day, their pay is packed to the the some of the richest, uh, you know, the pay packages that that professionals receives lah, as doctors, lawyers, and 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 all that lah. And as mm. more, you know how it works lah. When more and more rich people live in Singapore, with the cost of all these, um, you know, they they'll pay top dollar for for the top surgeons and doctors and all that. Uh, in Singapore as well, lah, right? And then these doctors and all will start earning more, and and their pay will rise. And if your minister salaries are packed to those those top doctors and top lawyers, all that, uh, inevitably their pay will also start to to escalate quite a lot, lah. Uh, mm. So at, at no point in that whole discussion does middle middle class income or anything get discussed at all, lah. Uh, so to see uh, quite a bold step in 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 terms of this. In, Uh, increasing MOP by five years, you know, uh, yeah, it's it's been it's, it's quite a oh at, at least someone's giving a shit lah, you know that kind of feel. But what what are some of the main criticisms that you see now? There's the singles issue. I mean, the singles issue is a big one, right? Like like yeah, we're still they're still like almost wearing blinders to to the fact that we're not. I mean, we're not just talking about uh your so your your so called alternative lifestyles, LGBTQ plus people who already have a lot of. Uh, face a lot of discrimination in society, but we're talking about, I mean, it, it, we are we're talking about single mothers, lah, right? And that to me mm. is like is really really tough, lah. When 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 the when the single mom, you know, maybe she juggles a, a full time job and 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 a kid and all that, but you're told you you just cannot, you're not eligible to for to to live in this area, to live in this nicer area, and and everything, and and enjoy the same things that other people with, with the nuclear family enjoy. 
uh, yeah, that, that I, I think that that sends a very bad message not only to the mother but even to the child. Like, how's the child going to grow up and and and, and think about uh, the social issues in Singapore as well? Like? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, like uh, even the salary cap of fourteen k that might not be applicable ten years down the road, lah. Right? Yeah. Because yeah. there's the so I mean, based on what they say, they will be reevaluating it uh periodically, lah. So. Of course, we want to hold them accountable, but I think this new Rochor project that's going to be announced this year is quite interesting, lah. Mm, correct, correct. It will be. Yeah. Uh, everyone be. I think everyone will be watching it, lah, to see how. Yeah. yeah. How, how this this goes. Uh, yeah. But yeah, speaking of uh, other very contentious issues as well, lah. Uh, our next topic is also a very contentious issue within the literati of Singapore. Mm. After the, you know, this is probably the, the next big issue after the whole books actually uh, collapsed and everything. Uh, mm. What is this issue? The thing is, it's something that we have seen in overseas countries like, where a certain somebody is invited to a certain event um, and a portion of the population is angry. Like, and I can't remember the last time I saw this in Singapore, but it was announced that for the next, the upcoming Singapore Writers Festival 2021, mm. um, one of the guests is Wang Lei, a veteran Gertai singer and live stream host who I'm not the most familiar with, but from, mm. what, I, from what I gather, he's quite a, a, a crass, vulgar person online when he live streams and has kind of built a name around that. Yeah, I mean, he's, so, he's, he's acted in Jack New, a couple of Jack New movies and everything as well. Mm. Yeah. But but I mean so so like he's been invited. Uh he's set to appear as a speaker for the Vanishing Trades event alongside Caroline Chia, a research in traditional Chinese theater, and Shu Zhangkai, who has authored several publications on the local entertainment industry. So mm. his experience as a Gertai performer who I think has been doing for he's been doing for quite a while, uh yeah. feels relevant to the panel. Yes, but yes. then but then there were members of the literati who were pissed off. Um, do you have any ex- examples of the comments or the feedback? I mean, the certain uh, authors, like, uh, uh, I mean, quoted the, the Street Times article, like Lee Ling Kiong, a former Mediacorp producer who is now mm. an author and photographer. He wrote mm. in Mandarin that, do the organizers know he's someone who spews vulgarities in his videos? doesn't respect others and even uses blasphemous language without a care in the world. Does the SWF need content like this? And uh, another yeah. another writer, who an artist who does travelogs, Ng Wai Choi, uh, replied to that post saying, the relevant authorities here think that our people's sensibilities are so base. When there's something to promote, they find this sort of famous people to promote it in a cheap and crude way. Mm. Yeah. So... Um, I mean, yeah, like, these are legit like writers, you know, who who make a living off writing and 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 producing, uh, written works. Uh. they yeah, like, they they don't like the idea that a Kertai singer or you know someone who is, who is um, no, no, it's all, yeah, like, very very abengish kind of character, uh, online and and in real life and and you know has 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 even been a spokes spokesperson for for anti-gambling campaigns and things like that because of his past and all. Uh, mm. yeah, they don't like it that he's the the one to to speak to the SWF audience about dying trades. Uh. Um, but actually like actually yeah. what what's your what's your experience or what sort of what have you known of Wang Lei over the years? Uh? 
I mean, I'm familiar with this. Yeah, I mean, I've seen him in the uh, in Jack Neal stuff before, and 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 yeah, definitely have seen one or two of his live streams and 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 things, and and yeah, like, I, I've I've also watched him at Gertai performances uh, a couple of times before, so it's um, I I think he is very relevant to speak for for something about dying trades, because uh, Gertai is literally that, right? Like it's. It's uh, it it's. I mean, we haven't had a, a chance to any watch any Gertai for the last two years already, and really, it's just the older folks who who enjoy Gertai. You know, younger people don't really go to Gertai and buy tables and things like that anymore, lah. So, mm. um, I think regardless of what you think of his vulgarities and everything, he is uh one of the most recognizable faces. And if he does pull in a different audience for uh, for a talk like this, uh, yeah, I, I don't see what's the the big issue like if it's just about vulgarities, because there's there's more of a matter of your own personal uh, convictions about about you know what's good taste, what's in good taste, and what's not bad taste, and what's in bad taste, like, Right? Mm. But I mean, the the controversies that I gathered uh, from online that um, I mean, he's been accused of selling clams or products made from endangered giant clams in his live stream mm. um and like uh apparently when he adapted to doing more live stream sales last year instead of gertai because of covid he got famous for cursing his viewers mm. yeah. so but then right i mean the 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 i can't remember the last time where that sort of like okay let's not have this person at an event happened in singapore mm. have you have you do you recall anything like that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are instances like that, but they don't immediately come to mind. Usually, it's to do with, um, yeah, I can't, I can't remember exactly at this point, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's so, been something. Uh. But but so so, what was your thoughts when you saw this article? Uh? Um, I, I think. If it might just be a they they say author slam Singapore Writers Festival but here I see two two people being quoted. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure if if they really mean there's is more than just this couple of people like, you know based mm. on the headline. So it might be a bit of a sensationalist headline because uh, again honestly if nobody spoke up about about this this issue we might <laughs> not even have known that that Wang Lei was speaking at at the SWF lah. Because the I think the SWF director had to come out apparently had to come out and make a statement that the theme of SWF is guilty pleasures, and one of our aims is, is to challenge audiences' preconceptions towards low brow and high brow. So this is exactly it, lah. This is when you invite someone like Wang Lei to to speak at SWF, lah, right? Mm. But uh, yeah, it's, so it's like in the same way that you and I also have been invited to speak at um, I think not, not maybe not SWF itself, but but certain writers uh discussions and panels uh, right to talk yeah. about writing for short form comedy and, and and yeah we also you know we 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 don't hold back from using vulgarities and and, and speak our minds about certain things but uh but yeah i, I don't think we're, we're judged based on that like we're judged more on the content of what we talk about la. yeah so so that's why i just found it I found this weird and yeah, uh, I think we have spoken at the Young Writers Festival. Mm. I think, yeah, in even Singapore Writers Festival. So this is why I wonder like, I guess we're, we're not considered vulgar, right? Like how, how bad was his his vulgar spewing uh, uh, that you're aware of? 
I mean, it's oh. the it's like when you watch a Jack Neal movie, and a lot of ho- a lot of Hawkin vulgarities and things like that come out. Uh, I mean, it's not it's not I I don't think it's any I don't think it's anything earth shattering like that that would, would shock you if you've ever been to the army and and have met anyone above the age of forty any inchick a bit above the age of forty or what lah, you know. Yeah, that's why I saw this. I was them. I was annoyed lah that 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 there's backlash so maybe like what you said like maybe this is actually just a small thing that in fact we are giving more publicity just by talking about it yeah because of course they do mention that past editions of the festival have included headliners like uh Irvin Welsh who who wrote uh novel novels like train spotting uh. you know train spotting is i mean there's a lot of uh explicit stuff in train spotting like vulgarities drug use and drug abuse drug overdoses and stuff like that so mm. if, i mean if he's welcome to 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 speak at SWF, I don't see why someone like Wang Lei should be, uh, you know, there should be any protest lah. If, if anything, it smacks of like uh, of a certain kind of uh, you know, elitism between between uh, artists who think that you know this is too crass, this is too lowbrow, to 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 be at a writers festival and things like that lah. Yeah, and I mean, it's just it's just weird. Maybe now, like, uh, I feel what Shanmugam says when he says we are importing these things from the West. Uh. Mm. But, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it was really important from the West because these guys who protested, protested in, in Mandarin. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I meant that with a tongue in cheek, especially oh, okay, okay. given the 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 recent controversy around Dave Chappelle as well. Mm, mm, right. Correct, it just correct. felt, for me, the 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 thing that stuck out for me for this was that, oh shit, this is happening in Singapore as well because I can't recall any time where people have like complained against someone being invited to a festival in Singapore or at least I don't, I don't recall off the top of my head but I hope this is not going to happen more and more going forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, moral, the moral policing of uh, events that are open to all, right? Uh, yeah, and also like... I, I think yeah. that, okay, I think one instance where there was very big backlash against uh, a group I mean a group performing here was some wasn't there some death metal death metal band that was supposed to slated to perform in Singapore and then oh and yeah then, and then there Correct. were petitions petitions against the band and everything that was set up yes and again, that a, yeah again it stems from people trying to morally police what what other people of other faiths other beliefs other systems of belief want to enjoy lah, you know oh that was Watain back in yes. 2019 yes 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 yes, yes. oh Watain the Swedish black metal band that correct, was supposed correct, to correct. perform has been cancelled by IMDA following security concerns lah. yeah oh yeah that yeah. is true and then I mean the headlines of Channel News they just said like it was cancelled based on Christian community's reaction after initial approval lah, right mm, mm. Uh, yeah. so so I mean, I I wasn't exaggerating when I said it was based on people's private beliefs and all. Yeah. And then, I mean, of course, then in, in other works, there was that backlash against Beauty and the Beast, you know, for those two, those two oh, characters yeah, yeah, yeah. who had like a, like a somewhat flirty relationship. Then there was this yeah. book about the penguins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah but then right. now, now it's people. I guess mm. this is a natural evolution, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's a fox, yeah, yeah. Mm. To, I mean, uh, it's really tough enough to to organize an event like this, and and I think, uh, 
yeah, people got to just chill out a little bit. Lah. You know, you, you might not agree with everything, but doesn't mean you need to have it protest against it, have it cancelled or what. Lah. Yeah. So then, then is there anyone uh, that you think shouldn't be allowed to a festival done in Singapore? Like who's the most polarizing? Who's the most who's the most annoying or like not say destructive person to have? Like like Alex Jones. Uh, uh I mean yeah, like all this uh all, a lot of uh, conservative uh right wing uh speakers and you know the the like the uh, like Ben Shapiro and things. I'm sure there'll be quite a number of people push back, who, uh. yeah, push back against him having an event here. But at the same time uh, in Singapore I don't see. I I don't think it'd be that bad because there's a lot of like there isn't any, you know, the people don't go and protest on the streets or picket fence or anything like that, lah. Yeah. Yeah, la. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, sure, la. But I mean, right now the Singapore Writers Festival haven't rescinded their invite or anything, lah. Wang Lei is still no, no, set no, no. to appear, lah. Yeah. If anything, it's publicity for them, yeah. Yeah. You know, right, yeah. How many people know the Singapore Writers Festival? Exactly, exactly. So maybe this was a whole setup, lah. But I mean, uh, like like the the you know one of the more famous uh English language writers in Singapore, Joshua Yip. Uh, he says that if they really have to cancel uh, Wang Lei because of he stress a lot, disrespects people, uses the name of gods in vain, then he says, uh, oh, oh my God, like that, the whole English lit scene has to bow out of SWF already. Because it's it? a, it'll, be a, it'll be a festival only for nice Chinese uncles who don't swear and who are blameless in moral character. <laughs> oh, well said, man. Yeah, Mr. Yip. Exactly. But cool. Yeah. That's that's where Speak, we're at, la. Speaking of things that are well said by people, yes, it's um, a one shot comment. One shot comment for the weekend. What is what is your one shot comment, man? Uh, I think just the 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 comments on the most uh recent podcast that we had. We talked about the dining rules for the Bloomberg Forum and Sasha interviews. Uh, I think there's mm. a very good discussion going on in there. Uh, that doesn't even fully agree with with what we are saying or anything lah. So so it's a con, con no no I wouldn't say contrarian, but just a different view, uh, from what we we said. But but this guy you know uh Stoti returns says hope it's okay if I po- copy my own comment from another thread that doesn't refer to the de- delegate rules, but defending inconsistent measures in general. And then he goes on to explain why he thinks that uh people are overstating the flip-flopping in nature or the inconsistent nature of the MMTF's decisions. Uh. Um, mm. But he, he's... And he, but after he, he posted, after he or she posted, they say, uh, Stoti Return says, I'm so grateful that my opinions have been taken in good spirits uh, you know, on a Yalabad subreddit. Lah, because uh, he or she sparked a bit of a conversation in another... in another... Uh, in, in, in the Singapore thread. And and mm. uh, I think uh, over here, what what they've managed to get, and what he's gotten is much more detailed, much more well thought out feedback, lah. So so mm. I, I'm very I'm very happy that that that's happening. Even you know, independent of us, uh, jumping in and saying, "Hey, well, guys, what do you think or what, lah?" Yeah. Oh, and I think someone also said that yeah, it's it feels nice to have this safe space where people can talk, lah. Right. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So that, that that's a very good thing, lah. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Um. Yeah, I, I was surprised by the number of comments on that uh episode, which was mm. a which was a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Um. But I think one thing that I just wanted to uh give a shout out to people who are still posting on the ideas to talk on Yalabad Part Three. Mm. Uh, because we started that thread 
uh, initially just to get ideas on what our listeners are uh, thinking about, what they are, what they would like us to talk about. And we don't always talk about what they talk about, but the fact that people still are posting, um, yeah, I appreciate that. Like, and uh, yeah, I think I think it, it helps now people are kind of suggesting little segments. I think that was my one short comment uh, last week about a specific comment, but I think just to see people keep posting on this thread, I think is a very nice thing. Like. And mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we can even extend it ideas on uh, to talk about on Yalabad, even if it's ideas for Yalabad in general, right? Because we are uh, looking at, okay, maybe making some, some physical stuff for giveaways. Uh, maybe when things open up, a potential live event somewhere. So that's all potential ideas on the horizon. Like. So when you contribute ideas, doesn't it just have to be for stuff to for us to talk about? If you mm. see something cool that podcasters abroad and all are doing, just put it there, man. Yeah, yeah. Just put it out there. Because you, uh, you out never there. know. Like, never know. A lot of people um, do... A lot of uh, organizations are sort of finding their feet again when it comes to live events. And mm. I think they are seeing it as an opportunity to also just... Why not just try something different, right? Um, mm. And so I think we've even like pitched a few like, hey, how about you know a live podcast and stuff like that to people? And, yeah, and I think uh, it would help a lot if we, you know, if if we actually get feedback about like, would you want to come and watch a live podcast or recording or something? You know, that that might be interesting, right? Yeah, so you can hear Terence and I bicker not just through our voices but see our faces as well. Yeah, live. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, because I mean, like when Terence says we we've pitched it, uh, we literally are in talks. Mm. So, so That's it right. could happen. Like it could happen. Yeah, cool. Cool, man. Then All what right. is your one shook thing? Uh, my one shook thing is um, this this new kind of like a vehicle that was launched in on October twenty first, so a few days ago in the US. It's called mm. a Jetson One. Oh, and okay. essentially, essentially, it's an all electric personal vertical takeoff and landing aircraft. Mm. Uh, it's basically like you know you see those big drones or cameras with four propellers. This is a bigger version that can lift a human. Mm. Um, and the weight of it is 86 kg and the okay. maximum pilot weight is uh, a little over that. But if you watch the videos, it really feels like a fucking great toy. La. And I know, it, I don't understand the regulations of how this is going to be regulated. It's contained for the US and I think the on their website, the entire 2020, 2022 production uh, has been sold out because a lot of clients have reserved it. But I think it's 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 super cool. Uh. Um, the one thing is, I think on the YouTube video, the ad at the end, it says, uh, the tagline is, everyone is a pilot. And then yeah. in the YouTube comments, is like, yeah, everyone is a pilot, but we can't, like 95% of the the drivers are shit. La, so now you're putting drivers <laughs> in the sky. La. Yeah. Can you imagine when but, it comes to Singapore and then, and then we have the, and then we'll end up inevitably like banning it because... Because everyone's crashing to everyone. Yeah, man. But but it's I mean it's if you look at it, it really looks like yeah, like a big drone, a camera drone. Except now you're putting a person there, la. Mm, It looks mm, fucking great. It looks awesome. Um, yeah. and I think it's probably gonna be a few years before it reaches uh any form of like mass adoption or many years. But it it's super cool, la. It looks like a big toy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. It's cool. Uh, yeah, man. But uh, yeah. Speaking of getting around uh, in Singapore. There's a. I just chanced upon this 
Uh, I mean, uh, not trust the point. I think it's gone quite vir- eh, viral. Yeah, thirty nine thousand views as of uh, the start of this month. Uh, mm. There was a short film that someone created called A West Anderson Ish Singapore, an architectural short film in four K. That was part of Archifest twenty twenty one. So mm. uh, I think basically this person was commissioned to go around Singapore and to shoot it in a very West Anderson movie style, uh. So you know, mm. a lot of when what what it means by West Anderson movie stuff, you see the shows are, uh, uh, he he shoots it. I think with an anamorphic uh, lens, so everything is very wide shot. Uh, a lot of symmetry in the, sh- uh, you know, in the art direction and the, and the background. A lot of uh, mm. um, very, I would say vibrant but desaturated colors. Um, yeah, which which are the hallmarks of West Anderson films, uh. So he applies this across all sorts of uh, architecture in Singapore, and uh, it's a half half hour video. So you will see, you will probably end up seeing uh, familiar places that you've even visited yourself, lah. But to see it from the slightly different perspective of of uh, how do you you know f- uh, frame and look at Singapore in this way that that it is quite interesting, lah. Yeah. Wow, so, so, it's great. He's, he spent yeah. a year on it, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, oh yeah, shout wow. out to Kevin Siren, who, you know, has less than four four K subscribers on YouTube. I think should you know should should definitely check out his channel. I'm sure hopefully we he does more love. interesting stuff like this. Uh yeah, yeah Wes Anderson ish. I think yeah, like the, the last he does I think travel almost like travel videos about Singapore. So this one is his most viral one yet, like has thirty almost forty thousand views. But he has others before that that are like Wes Anderson ish trip around Garden City uh, you know or Jewel Changi and things like that but this one this one is probably his most his most popular one uh. so do oh check shit, it out it looks super cool man yep 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 cool oh, and does he does he talk yeah. through it or is it just visuals no no he does he does give his uh, I think his take on, on what what you know these things are what, what living in Singapore is like so he goes to his favourite I think his favourite place Tiong Bahru there's a whole chapter on Tiong Bahru you know Little India um the garden in the city, the heartlands, and then yeah, so so he talks through a, a little bit of it lah, and there's nice music in the background all. So cool, even man. even just to just see where to take your next uh you know selfie or Instagram post or what is is interesting lah. Good for location scouts. Yeah, if you feel like you want to sit down and think about life, also feels like something you can just veg out to lah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that kind of video. Wow, yeah. cool, cool, cool. All right, all right, man. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye-bye.